1: say god is good and it's an honor and a privilege for me to be here Well, now father chris called me um a few weeks ago and he said pastor barry can you come preach at saint david's i said absolutely positively i would be more than happy to come and part of the reason i was more than happy to be with you all today, because the first time I came here, I felt right at home. I knew I was home. And this morning when we came into the parking lot, I felt that same feeling of being right at home. So I bring you greetings from your sister church, Church of the Messiah, East Grand Boulevard, Lafayette in Detroit. Now, let me give y'all a little bit of a warning. Um, This morning, I did the eight o'clock sermon And I was told that was short, so um, I'm not long-winded. So if it appears to be a little bit shorter than what you're used to, that's just me. I'm short in stature, short in words. A little man with a big mouth, but I'm going to make it plain. So I'm really happy to be here. Also, I have to say, too, that part of the reason why I feel uh, right at home here is because when Father Chris invited me to come, Wow, this had to be over a year ago. Um, I had to have a meeting, I had a meeting in Southfield and he stopped me and said, why don't you come by the church? Um, And I forgot what I was coming for. So it was me and another minister and we came by here. And when we pulled up in the parking lot, I was so shocked to see the memorial that was outside of the church. And when I saw the memorial, I, I literally froze and when I got out of the car, I went over and I read the names and I stayed out there for a minute because I was thinking to myself, "Wow, I didn't know that St. David's honored gun violence victims and took on the issue of gun violence. And that means a lot to me. And I was outside for so long, Father Chris called me and he said, Barry, where are you?" And I'm like, I'm outside. I couldn't come in the door because I see this memorial. So he met me outside quickly and made me come in because it was cold. So we came on the inside, and I was shocked to see, too, he took me, I guess it was to the Pierce Hall, and there was all of this ministry that was taking place on racial equality and justice, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm home. I am home, because this is what it's all about. It's all about making a difference in the world, not just talking about it, but being about it. And if we're going to profess Jesus Christ, then we have to do the work that Jesus Christ has called us to do. If we call ourselves believers and baptized Christians and we are comfortable while there is injustice in the world, it's spiritual malpractice. So I felt really good being able to come here and be with you all today because I know you all are believers just like me. So I just want to say that it's hard for me to preach and be still. I got a lot of energy, but I was warned, Pastor Barry, don't move, stay at the podium and preach from the podium and don't move all over the place. Because if this was Church of the Messiah, I'd be all over the place. But they were like, stay still. We got all this stuff set up. So I'm I'm, going to try to talk and stay still and bring y'all this sermon. So just let me be at home. So so God is good. Um, So let me just say that today is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Tomorrow we celebrate him, it is Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day tomorrow, but today is his actual birthday. So it's fitting for us to be able to talk a little bit about him and to talk about his role in his ministry and how that is similar to the ministry that Jesus Christ did in the world. Now, let me just say, if you ever came to Church of Messiah and you came to my office, there is a giant picture of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on my wall. The picture is too big to go on the wall. It is way too big for the wall. But part of the reason when everybody come in my office is like, why is that oversized picture in this office? And I say, it is a reminder to me of the type of minister I am supposed to be. And part of the reason why I say this is because I never wanted to be a preacher. Uh, Preaching was not my thing. I never thought I would be a preacher. Um, And then the other thing is too, I didn't necessarily like church. So when God called me to be a preacher, I'm like, you go call me to be a preacher. I don't particularly like church and I don't particularly like preachers, and you go call me to be a preacher, and God is like, yes, and I want you to go out and do great things. And I had this burning bush experience that called me into the ministry. And when I got into the ministry, one of the people that I looked up to was Dr. Martin Luther King because he was willing to do what was right, even though it cost him his life. And if you don't have anything that you're willing to die for, then life is not even worth living. And as people of God, it is going to cost us something for us to live out our our Christianity. We know that Jesus took on the cross, but he also told us that we have to pick up our cross and follow him. So it's going to cost us something to be the children of God. And it is not gonna be easy, it's not gonna be polite, and it is not going to be nice. Now, one of the things that kind of got me in this gospel reading was John, the baptizer, called out Jesus. He saw Jesus and immediately called him out and told everybody who Jesus was. And I think a lot of times, if the Spirit of God is on the inside of you, if it's on the inside of us, we should all be called out. As long as there is injustice in the world, the people of God have got to be called out. As long as there is racism and sexism, homophobia, as long as we got all of these different things that's happening in our world, we cannot sit back and just be quiet. We have to be called out and then we have to be called into action. One of the great things that I admired during the time of the civil rights movement was not just the work of Dr. King, But it was all of those other people who were part of this. And one of the greatest things that I remember hearing the story of was the Freedom Riders. And I don't know if y'all know this, but a lot of those Freedom Riders were young people. They were college students, high school students, and they literally would get on these buses from the north and they would go down to the south in order to combat racism. And i never forget hearing the story of what some of the young people would do. And before they would get on the bus, they would literally sign their wills because they knew they may not come back. And I remember a reporter saying to this young lady, if you know you may die going to the south to stand up for civil rights and human rights, why would you get on the bus and go? And she said something so profound she said, what's worse than death is to do nothing. So one of the things that God is telling us, don't just sit back and watch injustice, but be willing to make your stand. And that was one of the things that we know that Dr. King did. He got up and he made a stand. And just like Jesus, he did not just sit back, but he traveled to place the place told the story, encouraged the people to do what was right. And even though he knew his life was threatened, even though he knew he would not live a long life, he stood up for what is right. Now, let me say this. A lot of times we look at those stories in the time of the civil rights movement, and we kind of um, romanticize those things. No, that was a hard time. He was threatened. His house was firebombed. It was not only a threat to him, but to his family. And to be willing to stand up and say, come, all of these evil things, I am going to still make my stand. And I think that God is pleased when we are willing to stand up for the right thing, even if it means we have to get uncomfortable. Now, let me tell you the other reason why I feel so comfortable being in this church. So right after the eight o'clock sermon or service, in my short sermon. We went and we had a conversation afterwards in one of the rooms. And uh, a young lady there, woman there, Mary B, because I can't pronounce her last name. She told me what it was. I can't pronounce it, but it was Mary B. And we got into a conversation with her. And there was something so powerful that she said that I had to run back to Father Chris's office and I had to write it down. And she just said this in speaking. And I'm like, if you don't mind, I'm going to steal this and I'm going to put it in this sermon because I've got to tell everybody what it is that you said. And it goes directly with the gospel. And she said, don't be an observer. As people of God, don't be an observer, but be a reflector. Don't be an observer, but be a reflector. And in that being a reflector, it is being a reflection of what we know the truth is. Dr. King was a reflector of the work of Jesus Christ. We are to be reflectors of what it is he is calling us to do. This is not something that is meant to be observed and not enacted. So we didn't come to be children of God to observe the work of Jesus Christ we came to participate in the work that he did. As children of God, we have got to get uncomfortable. I always say at Church of the Messiah, when the people of God stand up, stupid sit down. But the reason why so much stupid can stand up in the world is because the people of conscience and the people of good, sometimes we sit down and we don't call out crazy and stupid and injustice because we don't want to be uncomfortable, but we have to get uncomfortable. It is going to cost us something. And if Jesus was here today, the same way John the Baptist called out Jesus, can God call us out? During this time of political upheaval, during this time of racial injustice, during this time of hunger and poverty, are we willing to be brave enough? to stand. Yes, we should be. Jesus said, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was sick and in prison, you visited me. When I was a stranger, you took me in. When I was naked, you clothed me. And the people said, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or in prison or a stranger? When did we see you naked and clothed in? And he said, in so much as you have done this unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done this unto me. Can Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who we profess and believe in, can it count on you? Can it count on you in this world to stand up and be that voice of reason? So many times we stop and we look at the disciples during the time of Jesus, and we stop and we look and we say, wow, those were some interesting people who followed him, and my God, they were. And I always tell people, do you think you could be a disciple? And a lot of people say, you know what? I don't think I could be a disciple. And you got some people who say they can If you know how to uh, doubt, deny, betray, and run, you can be a disciple (laughs) because that's what they did. And in spite of themselves, God used them. In spite of their shortcomings, in spite of the fact that half the time they had attention deficit disorder, (laughs) he used them anyway. And you may stop and you may say to yourself, Lord, can you really use me? God is saying, yes. When he called Moses, Moses argued with God to say, Lord, I have a speech impediment. And God is like, Moses, I know I'm sending you. Lord, I murdered a man. God is saying, Moses, I'm sending you. Lord, send my brother Aaron. He can speak more eloquently than I can. And God got mad at Moses and said, take your brother Aaron with you, but you're still going. (laughs) God does not call to qualify. He qualifies the people who he called. Noah was a drunk. God called him to build an ark. David was an adulterer. God still called him to be a king. God used a prostitute to save a city. God can use you in whatever state you in to greatness if you are willing to answer the uh, the call. It's not given to the swift or the fast, but it's given to those who endure. So I'm bringing you a message from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God is calling you. As sure as I am black, bald-headed, and sexy, (laughs) God is calling you. So if you are willing to answer the call in whatever state you're in, God is saying, come on. There is a place for you in my kingdom, and we have work
0: to do. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. And may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.